You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, community and audio storytelling producer here at Vocalo. And in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like and other stories you hear, I also teach Vocalo's free eight-week-long audio storytelling workshop that we offer to you, our listeners here, because at Vocalo, we want to represent you on our airwaves, your music, your stories, your Chicago. And so we invite you to apply. You'll learn from start to finish how to interview, record, produce, and mix your very own radio story that we will then share on our airwaves with the Vocalo world. Now we bring you a story from our last workshop. Maria Acosta says she injects laughter, enthusiasm, nonsense, and an encouraging word into her life endeavors, and says she is adventurous to a fault. Her story is about the injustices that live deep in the fabric of a neighborhood, a particular neighborhood, and how the new business owners are working to change that. Maria Acosta brings you her story, Variety is the Spice of Life. Racial tensions have run high in some parts of the South Side for Chicago for at least a century, and they're bubbling up again now. Our Amanda Venicky is in the South Side community of Bridgeport, one of the neighborhoods where residents are upset at some of their own neighbors for trying to take justice into their own hands. I'm flipping through the Bridgeport news, skimming the pictures and local announcements. I can't remember when I was told not to go south of Roosevelt or west of Western. It was like 20 years ago. I attempt to fold the fitted sheet. I wave goodbye to Ginger, pull the door in to get out. The wind is sweeping the sidewalk with litter and dead leaves. I'm at my door. Did I leave the TV on? Then it comes to me. That's right. I used a rental agent when I first moved to Chicago. In one action, I grab the basket, walk in, booty bump the door behind me, and walk up the stairs. This is a story about a neighborhood where desperate Europeans fleeing famine and fascism found a new place to call home, a neighborhood that turned aging gang leaders into politicians, where political clout was wielded through city contracts and jobs. This neighborhood was once confident in its ignorance. Now it's being stubbornly forced to transform. This is my neighborhood, Bridgeport. Natalie Moore, a reporter for WBZ at a talk at Wheaton College, shared that her grandparents were one of those Southern Blacks seeking freedom from racial violence and oppression, only to come here and deal with segregation. I have long felt that segregation was the elephant in the room that no one was talking about. As a reporter, I felt like all roads were leading back to segregation. Whether we're talking about violence, economic development, affordable housing, public housing, this is the issue. And for so long, elected officials in Chicago have treated segregation as if it is something that they have no idea came, how it came about. So in 2014, I moved to Bridgeport. I did see fellow Latinos, but none that looked like me. See, I'm more of a Celia Cruz Cuban. Years later on a bus, I see black women moving boxes into a storefront. The next day, a salmon pink and green apple jacket with an AKA insignia is hanging in the window. I smiled and felt so proud. Since then, I've seen other Black-owned small businesses come to Bridgeport, as well as the racial violence, smashing windows, defacing murals. But you know what? I hadn't heard anything about that Greek life store. Roshonda Dixon is the owner of Fraternizing with Sorotique. Get it? Fraternizing? Fraternity? With Sorotique? Sorority? It's an exclusive boutique for the Divine Nine. Roshonda is amazing. She's soft-spoken, but so creative. 
I met her in her office in the back of the store. So it actually started when I was initiated in 2010. I have 105 line sisters and we always needed something. Anything and everything that can be personalized and customized. I have probably over 200 products, to be honest. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, of course, you could have opened her store in any neighborhood. But, you know, you are in Bridgeport. So tell me what you knew about Bridgeport before you got here. Um, back in the day, blacks were not allowed over here. Um, I do remember when a young man was killed over here because he shouldn't have been here, which is sad because you should be able to walk anywhere you want to in Chicago. I do realize that it's still segregated today. However, um... I try not to use that as my hindrance into going into different neighborhoods. Um, when I came to Bridgeport, I was a little skeptical at first. I was welcomed at first. And then I had one gentleman that started slashing my tires. All right, we can all agree that there's a difference with needing to use like fix a flat and needing to replace an entire tire. I called the police and they were they were thinking that I had a domestic situation. They were trying to downplay it. I made all these police reports. I had a beat officer looking into it. They kept dismissing it as a domestic situation. The most disrespected, the most unprotected, and the most neglected person seems to always be a black woman. Telling people this is racially motivated. I don't have drama in my life. And they're saying, oh, this is a domestic issue. It was not. I bought about nine tires, to be clear. And tires on the truck are not cheap. Okay, who's the one is to me? It was one of the white welcoming neighbors that spoke to Mr. Tire Slasher. Yes, he had mental illness. So they already knew about him, which it really helped that I got the cameras because now we could put a face to the crime. However, they never arrested him. So that was a problem for me. But wait, the kicker, it wasn't the beat officer who was gaslighting her. It was the 911 operator. So if he can slash my tires with this, uh, it was a knife, who's to say he wouldn't have gotten me? I mean, who's to say it wouldn't have progressed? Because sometimes people, they get angry and, you know, it's like, oh, well, I could just get her next. And that's real. Living in these black bodies, you just find yourself negotiating and evaluating. The inequality is just baked in. But white people are stepping up. Folks that understand they didn't entirely earn their privilege. So they use that to stand in the gap against anti-blackness. A lot of my neighbors were coming in saying, congratulations, we're so happy that you didn't leave the neighborhood. Um, my neighbors that knew what happened to me, you know, they kept telling me to stay. So, you know, it, it came out, it turned out okay. But it just still makes me think that in Chicago, we have a lot of growing to do because it's 2023 and you should be able to live and work and walk wherever you want to walk. As long as you're not bothering anybody, I don't see the problem with you going into different neighborhoods. White people, defined or perceived, will never be racism free. No matter how many black family members, black friends, black coworkers, or cookouts you've been to, you remain accountable to constantly find ways to disrupt the racist policies and practices of spaces you control. Whiteness was created by white defined and perceived people. 
and it is sustained by white defined and perceived people. So I'm going to need white defined and perceived people to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Rashonda and I, we're not going anywhere. I do appreciate how I'm starting to see a lot more black businesses over here, the wellness center across the street. I've actually went there to get my COVID shot. So like, I'm not just like talking to talk. I'm actually going into the businesses and I'm spending my money with them as well because I want them to know that they're needed here. Like we need more black businesses here. So I love it. I feel like you're going to start like a black business in Bridgeport Alliance here soon. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> this piece was produced by me, Maria Costa, for the Winter 2023 Vocalo Storytelling Workshop. Thank you to our amazing workshop coordinators, Ari Mejia and Ariana Martinez. Special thanks to Rashonda Dixon, owner of Fraternizing with Serotique. Go check out the store, 33rd and Halstead in Bridgeport. You can find this story and more at vocalo.org.